0: This morning's gospel narrative is a demonstration in the art of possibility. More specifically, it illustrates why the exploration of possibilities is spiritually significant. Just to give a bit of context to our reading, prior to today's excerpt, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Martha, Mary, and their community were mourning the death of their brother, Lazarus, Additionally, they were mourning the fact that Jesus did not intervene to save him, despite the fact that they were sure he would drop everything and show up for his dear friend. It was the worst kind of loss, disappointment piled on top of grief and the finality of death. Well, Jesus did eventually show up and did a new thing, raised Lazarus's body from the grave. He did something for them that had never been done before. Mary, Martha, and all who loved Lazarus were reunited with him in the flesh. Where the story picks up today, Jesus has returned to the community and was enjoying a meal with them. But the story about Lazarus' resurrection and the meal that follows does much more than bring one man back from the dead. It prepares Jesus' followers For what will happen to him? You see, resurrection was a new concept. And strategically, John's gospel brings us the story of Lazarus' resurrection every year before Jesus' final procession into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Bethany, where today's story takes place, is adjacent to the Mount of Olives. So the geography of this story unfolds poetically. When I visited Jerusalem and prepared to walk the Via Dolorosa, tracing the path that tradition tells us Christ traveled, our guide turned our attention from the scenic view of Jerusalem to the newly constructed retaining wall at our back. It used to be possible to walk from Bethany to Jerusalem, but like many other places in Israel, the two were now divided between Israelis and Palestinians. That's a whole other sermon for a different day but the point our guide made has always stayed with me. Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Easter. None of it makes sense for the people in Jesus's time without first having the dinner in the company of the resurrected Lazarus. In plain language, Jesus had to go to Bethany to prepare his followers for what was about to take place in Jerusalem. Now, Lazarus is not resurrected once and for all. He was raised from the dead and did, in fact, die a bodily death a second time. But the vantage point of all who witnessed Lazarus's raising from the dead is permanently changed. Jesus makes more tangible the hope of God that he'd been talking about all along. Resurrection was a new thing. It was not simply waking up from death, but was an act that gave shape and breath to this concept of hope that Jesus preached. Resurrection, as we experience it in Jesus, is about a new thing. It's about the hope of something new, overshadowing the death of something old. Today, as we retell the story of Lazarus dining with Jesus, we are reminded of Christ's resurrection. We are also prompted to look for the resurrections in our midst on a daily basis. So how are we to do this thing that conceptually sounds so otherworldly? Theologian Stanley Hauerwas's interpretation of Jesus's interaction at this meal is one of my favorites. Powerwall suggests that the key to living with an awareness for the possibilities Jesus presents is found within the story itself. Mary shows her love for Jesus with an extravagant display of fragrant generosity. Judas condemns her careless action. Meanwhile, Jesus is quick to rebuke Judas and suggests a different set of priorities. To show extravagant love for another, is by far the most valuable thing one can do but it doesn't end there jesus indicates what it might look like to build a sacrificial generous community that points towards god's kingdom howerwas says jesus is asking of us are you going to be the kind of community that has the poor with you meaning it is kind and generous to give money to the poor but it doesn't require a relationship. To be with the poor requires much, much more of you, personally and sacrificially. To be with another and acknowledge their holiness, to anoint that they are sacred, that requires that you disrupt the very way you move about this world. Mary models this extravagant presence, sparing not a drop, another day. To be with one another is disruptive, which is perhaps best captured in a snapshot of this understated dinner with a resurrected man and his family. This morning's gospel asks several important things of us. Are we willing to share a table with those who radiate God's holiness? Are we willing to be with one another In the true mess of life this means we will not take the most direct route this means we will probably not do things in a sensible efficient way this means we will certainly irritate some of our fellow travelers along the way this means it will more than likely make a mess but to do anything else To rush to our destination, to pass by fellow travelers along the way, is to risk missing the very perspective that will help it all make sense. Resurrection is about the hope of something new, overshadowing the death of something old. Our world is desperately in need of the story of resurrection. I do not have to tell you that there is much grief and fear and death in our daily newsfeed and our current reality. Hope is not in the headlines. But here's the truth we all need reminding of. As Christians, we are built for this exact moment. As Christians, we proclaim not just a God who did or will come among us, but who is in our midst every single day. We must take time to be with one another so that our perspective shifts from that which is swirling around us to those who are with us. We have hope to share for anyone who will take the time to share a meal. That is the gift of resurrection. Amen.